Hello everyone and welcome to episode number four of the Filmosity podcast. I'm Freddie. I'm Anna. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shannon, joining you from our secret lair. You can't actually see where we are, but it's pretty cool. (laughs) On today's episode we are talking about the new New Zealand film, Savage. Just came out today as we're recording. Publicly. Yeah, yeah. We just pretty much just came from the Mm. opening night. Uh, and it's about a man named Danny and uh, his basically his life growing up in the New Zealand gang. Well, lead, lead, leading him up to the but, point. Yeah. So it's set during the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So we get to see three different uh, points, poignant points in his life as he grows up. And what an emotional raw roller coaster it is. Raw roller coaster. Kind of feel bad for him. Well, you but. should. That's not kind of a whole point. <laughs> Well, there we go. I succeeded, didn't I? <laughs> well done. Well, should we start off with... Yeah, so let's start off with some uh, spoiler-free thoughts on the film. The film was really well executed. It's been in pr- basically Sam Kelly. Um, it's only his second film and his first feature film. He's been working on the script for around 10 years, I believe, uh, from what I've been told. Um, which, I mean, is insane. Um it's a lot of time. It's a lot yeah, of time. Ages, mm. ten years. Yeah, Jeepers. Yeah, so it's uh, he's he's put a lot of effort into it, and he really cares about the topic. If you haven't seen Sam Kelly's first um, film, it was a twelve-minute short film called Lambs. Uh, it was released in two thousand twelve or thirteen, I believe. It's on YouTube, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. It's really emotional and really strong, and um, I think a lot of that carries over into this film. Uh, it's obviously Sam's intention to bring really abnormal interesting stories that come from places you wouldn't expect so yeah this film it, it, i would like to say it surprised me but i had extremely high expectations leading into <laughs> this after seeing a lot of five and ten star reviews so um yeah i, I was expecting it to be good and it definitely it, lived up to it. Li- yeah it lives up to the hype so that's really good i really liked today <laughs> Good review. Uh, valuable yeah. insight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. This was this is a really good film. I was on the edge of my seat a lot of the time. Anna can vouch for that. Yes. She had to pull me back. Like physically. Like, yeah, yeah. I was literally holding him back like the yeah. whole film. Yeah, I, was, I, saw, I saw that you and I were doing the same thing. She shut your mouth. But there were definitely a few scenes where I like would gasp and I just held my hands over my mouth, just like staring at the screen, waiting for mm. something to happen. Because it like it really catches you and like brings you in until someone walks across the screen without ducking but that's okay (laughs) there are so many aspects of this film that were just really good the soundtrack was really good Mm -hmm. the casting was spot on every character being portrayed at their different ages was just they all looked so similar like there was no no moment where i was like oh who's this guy meant to be i was like okay that's the younger old version of this guy blah 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 cinematography Mm -hmm. was great Nice crisp looking footage, nice tight shots, lots of depth of field is what I love. And film grain? Yes, yes, and I noticed from the start there was film grain over the top of it to give it that vintage kind of look, which was really cool. Just that added that little bit of a touch to make it feel old. Well, overall, I really liked it. That being though, this is no New Mutants. That it is not. <laughs> um, no, this is... The, the, I was really surprised because I... Even though I thought that the movie looked very good and I was, you know, really like interested in seeing it. And I think this probably affected you guys more than me since 
I'm the only one here who's not from New Zealand, so mm. I like I have no no experience, and I don't don't literally know nothing about New Zealand. I understand you had some trouble understanding some of the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like I had no like no literally nothing about New Zealand gang culture, so I thought mm. it was like a fascinating insight, just because it feels so authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they pulled off very well. Yeah, it's, 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 it feels like a real like deep dive like raw look into new zealand gang called I, I thought it was fascinating yeah. uh yeah, and i thought performances were really good yeah i mean even for me i'm i it was an eye-opener for me because you always see gang people walking around you always hear stories about them but to get a proper insight into what actually happens like mm. a realistic insight as to how it looked it's quite scary honestly yeah. the kind of shit that they've been through the kind of shit that they have to do and live with there's a lot of pressure on you. So it's obviously just come out. There's not a lot of stuff online about, you know, there's not like a, any kind of box office. There's not what gear they use to shoot mm. it on, that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, the budget was four film. mil. Mm. So that's something I don't for sure. The budget yeah, was yeah. four million. Mm. Um, fun fact, John Tui is a Gemini. Shout out to him. He was Bolg in The Hobbit. That's who he was. I love him. I love The Hobbit. Did you know this guy's Australian? <laughs> yeah. Does this mean that we get to claim him as ours, just like they have taken Russell Crowe? They've taken Russell. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... He did a good job with the accent, though. At no point did I know that until I looked online and was like, oh, no, Australian. (laughs) No offence. People are just going to say that's because we sound alike, and that's completely wrong. He's just sounded a bit like an Aucklander, and that's... You know but what? if he's like a name, then maybe they got some more funding just because he was attached to it. Mm. Yeah, maybe Australia sent over like 50 bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what did you think? I really liked it. I wasn't too sure about it going in. I mean, I heard all these great things and obviously Shaden talked it up every time it was mentioned. Um, and so I was instantly kind of downplaying it because I didn't want to get there and be like, oh, it's not actually as great. Mm. But no, I really liked it. I At the very start, I wasn't too sure because... It was more kind of like, I don't know, like I've, I've been around, you know, gang culture and, and growing up in, you know, small rural town where like, you know, kids play on the street and you see a lot mm. of random shit going on yeah. um, that you don't really get to, you're older. And so it was a bit kind of hard hitting at the start and I was a bit kind of like, oh, I don't know if I c- like feel it's comfortable seeing all of this, but as we kind of got more into it, um, especially past like the scenes in the boys' home and stuff, I was like, mm. actually, no, I think I'm like starting to relax and the moment they do some other shit happens i'm like jesus christ um shout out to the welsh pub i love you guys so much um i I recognize the pub instantly even if the outdoor area of this pub was not actually the outside of the pub they used wait what scene was it it's the bar scene it's all of that inside that shot in the welsh pub Oh. Which is um, my local. That's where the outside is, like down one of those alleyways. Like just down off Courtney Place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one with the the. Up by the Opera House and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. I definitely felt there were themes that, kind of all the generations would get. Like I mm. feel like older Kiwis could watch it and be like, oh, uh, this happened to us growing up, sort of thing, and like us now, I can I can watch it and be like, oh, people still, you know, yeah. steal your uncle's or send your uncle's car until he comes out of the pub, sort of thing. You know, um, there's lots of elements that I guess get you to feel what they want you to as a Kiwi, mm. even if you've not been around gang culture and involved in all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. And um, what did, like, seeing it kind of, you know, from a not being born and raised in New Zealand yeah. view, what, did you, what were your thoughts on 
the way it was shot and all the um, stories. I thought like it looks gorgeous. Mm, uh, yeah. The cinematography mm. is, is really James really L. Nice. Brown. Those wide shots are so yeah, good. Yeah, uh, and I mean like oh, New Zealand, like the ba- New Zealand backdrop is gorgeous. Anyways, I don't think you can shoot it badly, <laughs> but yeah, the movie looks amazing. Um, I really like that they they use a lot of close-ups in mm. this mm. film. I, I noticed and. There's a lot of scenes where this is where I think that Sam Kelly is probably one of his strongest suits as a writer director is that he trusts his actors to act with their eyes and with silence rather than have dialogue all the time. There's a lot mm-hmm. of quiet moments when people are just looking at each other or you just like look into a character's face and I thought that was so well done. There and was then, and then all they say is fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> there was something that carried over really well but like with all three of the yeah, actors, yeah, with his too. with his first, yeah. it was obviously yeah. like a, a big character trait that they mm. that he wanted them to all have. Yeah, um, yeah, and they I all did it in a really so similar powerful. way, which was so good. And it felt like really, yeah. like really carried over well. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's I think that a lot of like first time directors will like not trust either their scripts or their actors uh, or the audience audience enough to just sort of like stay in the moment that they would like either cut really frenetically or mm. they would like put in a like dialogue to ex- explain or over explain yeah. everything and mm-hmm. this didn't do that and I really like that. I definitely get what you're saying like with that they act with their eyes mm. because there is a lot of times where you're kind of just watching them like waiting for something to happen yeah. and there was a scene where older Danny is sitting on the bed and it's coming closer and closer and I was like yeah. are they gonna do like a match frame here what are they doing? And they just sat it there and let him kind of just like like get, let that scene yeah. um, just sink into him. And I thought that was much more powerful than like cutting to some other scene. Yeah. I thought it was good to kind of sit and really feel the scene. And mm. a lot of it sunk in a lot more due to the fact that the actors would just kind of almost do not do nothing, yeah, but just show like it, it. Yeah, and emote yeah. it well enough that you didn't need to rely on dialogue you didn't need yeah. to rely on the way it was shot it was it enough to just very watch raw. Yeah. Mm. it just yeah makes it feel more realistic they're not making the story go with the dialogue and all these big lines that just end up making it mm. corny and yeah. shit like that you can just be in the moment with them in silence and staring and yeah what's the name of the the old Danny Ra- Jake, Jake Ryan, Ryan. Jake Ryan. Yeah. he has like incredible eyes. Oh like, yeah, his eye yeah. acting is on another level. They, they say a, like, a lot. Scary. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, he has wide it. eyes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's, it's interesting because he looked in charge, scared, angry, and sad all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah, amazing. There was incredible. there was like the odd scene where he he like just threatened to like fuck someone up, and you're mm. like, oh shit, yeah. this guy means business. And he turns away, and you're like, oh, I feel so sorry for him. Yeah, and. He definitely emotes that a lot, especially in that final scene. It tries to make you think that it's going to demonize and make Savage kind of like like humans who like mm. behave the way you would think gang members are. And mm. it gives you a character who actually gives you an inside look to what a lot of the gang members in real life actually feel. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is really cool misdirection. Like, yeah. The start of it sets up. And it looks like it's going to be bad. And we get our first time going back to yeah. young um, um, Danny. Danny, And then um, from... I like the way that they didn't keep going back and forth. Yeah. yeah. As soon as they got to one character, it was him for like 20 to 30 minutes. And then we went up a, the, to the next one. Yeah. And mm. then we finished it for the rest of it. Where we started. Where we yeah. started. Yeah. Which I, I feel like was really 
really good because I would have hated to see it keep going back and forth. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. At the start, I was quite intimidated and scared by Danny, naturally, as you're meant to be, I guess, because mm. he's this big gang member. He's the leader of this. Well, he's a sergeant, enforcer kind of thing. Yeah. It- He's, he's a, a leader. He's a leader. He's the sergeant mm. of this big gang. He's intimidating. That that young girl that he um, tries to get with obviously tries to make him open up a lot more. He tries, but he um, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's still quite scary. And after we see him as a youngster and as a teenager, when we come back to him in the present, you can really... You can understand. You know, yeah, you'll know a lot more about him and you see a lot more of the... Uh, other side of him the inside his emotion and his the fear yeah. you know you go from knowing this guy is a big big scary man to oh mm. this guy is really scared and stuff and it's quite cool <laughs> <laughs> nice descriptive no, i i reckon i i definitely agree with what jacob said like you kind of see why he is the way he is why he is so sheltered and like i, I need to be strong i need to be like this i can't show emotion or you know let this girl I'm trying to hook up with, I can't like yeah. let her see me be nice and stuff. You have nice eyes. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Um, fuck you. But yeah, I think I think that was really strong, and especially um, when we do jump back to older him, you can see that he is still vulnerable at times, mm. and it takes a lot out on him. And especially closer to the end, um, with his brother, he he's kind of shown this life he kind of could have had. Mm. And it's almost like you can see him wondering, like, is it too late to try and get out of this? And then he kind of pulls through again, and then obviously we end up with our ending. Uh, it's the thing for me, it's like, this film almost feels like a biopic. Mm. And it feels like a documentary in some way, because it feels like you're actually watching this real story unfold. Mm. I know sometimes if a film has, like, a really strong storyline, but it only sticks to that storyline, it feels like you're being led down this path you mm. you have to look at it this way but like scenes with him and his brother just like teaching him how to ride a motorbike and stuff like mm. who's not really done like stuff like that you know being you know cousins teaching you how to drive a car sort of thing like i've done that um and that was nice to see him doing day-to-day stuff like going for a walk you know just like little things even like when they were with the gang you know just having like a sausage sizzle and stuff like yeah. I don't know if that's just Kiwi stuff, but it, it makes you... It makes it <laughs> cheeky, cheeky bunning sausage sizzle. <laughs> um, shut up, Jacob. But no, it, it, it brings it down to earth and mm. it, it humbles a, a lot. With Danny, you see him humanised in a lot of ways as mm. well as you are frightened by him when he comes on screen. But you know that he he wants to you know do better with what he's going through in this film. Um compared to Moses who just can't seem to get out of it yeah no but I think a lot of that 10 years that Sam Kelly spent writing or planning with the script most of the time he he would have probably been focusing on character especially Danny because that character is so unique in the way that he is portrayed in terms you see so many different sides to him you see an emotionally damaged physically damaged you just see a damaged individual fall deeper and deeper into this kind of pit you know the deepest darkest part you could possibly go is but yeah you just see him keep going through all these horrible things that you would expect him to end up where he gets like where all he... sorts of like abuse and manipulation and stuff. yeah it's just 
it does a really good job of making you feel like you're not going to like someone, like the character, and then yeah. root for them mm. straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Because when was the first, when did we first go back? It was like 10 minutes into, 15 minutes into the film. So doing like all of that within the first 30 minutes of an establishing what kind of film we were about to see and then letting us just kind of sit back and see it unravel in front of us. I think that's the best thing that yeah. this film did. I think the majority of the context and the majority of the explaining happened at the start, but it it was still show not tell. They didn't tell you anything. They showed you it, but they showed you it really compressed and heavy and then they led you into the next part and then as soon as we got to his teenage years onwards, I feel like it was just left to just sit back and watch it unfold rather than anything else mm. and I feel like that was the best part because it just mm. it felt like an actual journey it felt like you were actually going somewhere and you were expecting it to go somewhere but you didn't quite know what it was because yeah. there were like so many different routes it could have taken they gave you time to process things and they gave you time to sit and you know draw into realisation and not rush you through it mm, definitely and like you said those really long close up shots those add 10, you know, 10 pounds to everything. They feel so mm. heavy. And it's it's something that I have never even thought about doing. It's just just holding. Mm. Even longer than you think you'd be yeah. too long. Just hold it. And then sometimes the audience feels uneasy, but then that uneasiness kind of transpires into almost a feeling of understanding and being comfortable with the character. And it's really interesting. I mean, that's something we were taught in film school as well. Like, when you want to cut just give it a little bit longer then you know you'll say cut and then your ad will yell cut so then you can you have a couple options to like mm. lengthen it out sort of thing and i think it's good to take advantage of that it is something to not rush those sort mm, of things definitely. like just let them play out a bit longer because when it comes to editing it's easier to cut mm-hmm. things together yeah and, and even from a story perspective it yeah. just tells a lot yeah, it, it's good to hold on scenes. Mm. And if you end up cutting too early as well, mm. as someone who has had to edit numerous <laughs> little bits from people who cut too early, it's a fucking nightmare. Those are called student films. <laughs> but still, you know, if, at any level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, there's yeah. there's some young filmmakers and, like, first-time big filmmakers like Sam right now who have done, have, like, blown us away with this. And then you go and can watch a film by some big time filmmaker mm-hmm. I, know, I assume in the states um, who cuts because he wants it to be quick and like mm. short and sharp yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. it Mr. just takes you out Nuisance. of it <laughs> sorry I don't know what film you're talking about I blocked that out yeah what <laughs> I blocked all those words you just said out actually uh, okay so now we're gonna jump into uh, a segment where each of us are gonna get into one specific moment or scene because Anna is a screenwriter Jacob is a cameraman Shaden director and I myself am um, an actor, so we're gonna. Actoir. F- Actoir, yeah. <laughs> Put some stank on it. Oh, um, <laughs> What's the right. stank? Stank. <laughs> Put some stank on it. Jeez, boys. All right, Frederick, you can go first. Um, okay, yeah, so we've already talked a little bit about um, the acting, and mainly we're talking about Jake Ryan, is that his name? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but also the other two people also played Danny. I don't remember what the name of the youngest. Uh, Ollie. I thought he was really, really good. Mm. Um, it's rare uh, that you get a child actor that uh, is so, as, as same as with uh, the older actor, so confident acting without words. Mm. Um, and I honestly, I thought that 
the beginning in or the part in the 60s when we saw the the, the kid uh, was one of the better part of the film because mm -hmm. like when him and Moses are like yeah let's stick together I was like I want like see more of this mm -hmm. like what do you do right after this how do you get out or when do you get out from this penitentiary you're in I really enjoyed that and I thought he did a really good job and there's some super disturbing stuff in there that made the whole like audience groan mm -hmm. loudly mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and he absolutely sold it. And then uh, James Matamua, who plays Danny um, in his teenage years, I think they cast him for like his eyes, because yeah, and and uh, he has he has like a really interesting face, and mm. he's really like you use like you, you buy it like everything from like you buy why he makes the decisions that he makes, and then when he does a turn you buy that as well like he i thought thought he sold mm. he, he sold everything uh and also um the older moses i i thought that the acting like like you guys have said all around is very very strong it's really good one thing though and this is probably just because i'm not from here i had a little bit of an um issue understanding some of the <laughs> gang members when they spoke is like and i've because i've worked in sort of like customer service here so i've met like a lot of kiwis and some of you guys like you when you talk like you talk from the back of the throat and you don't <laughs> open your mouth you should talk like this and all well, not true, but what are you talking about, about? What are you talking I know. about? <laughs> and I'm yeah like, i feel like we do and then we just don't open our mouths yeah, 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 so and i'm just like why did you say it? but uh <laughs> you need subtitles, subtitles on? yeah i need the subtitles for a few of the scenes <laughs> I had no trouble understanding Did you understand that. when they said cunt and fuck? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's mainly the dialogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all you have to remember. Fuck you. <laughs> if you are in Sweden or in America or wherever you are, if you find somewhere that plays this film, I definitely recommend like go seeing it. Because it's a really, really cool like look at a New Zealand, which you never hear about. Because all we know is like mountains. hobbits and <laughs> mountains and lakes. lakes Nothing and wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine, lollipop. Shut okay. <laughs> okay, Jacob, do you want to talk about the cinematography? Or? Yeah. Was it a specific scene or anything that like stood out to you? Just overall, in general, the film looked really good. Lots of close-ups, lots of nice tight shots, really filling the frame. It looked really good and it made you feel like you were right in there. You were like right with the character. You were almost the character. The The first shot will open up where we get introduced to Danny and one of these guys that he's interrogating was really moody and it really set the scene as far as where we are and what kind of situation we're in. Like you immediately feel like, okay, well you immediately know, okay, we're in a really dodgy place. These guys are all gang members and the lighting was all green and musty. It was quite, oh, it was really nice. So it was like, it was like <laughs> nice, like that, yeah. Um, yeah, it felt very threatening, felt quite intimidating. Mm. And, but then, you know, by the end of it, it's all sunshines and rainbows and blue skies. So that's quite a contrast. It was not. It was quite nice to see Wellington on film. Mm. Um, it's always nice seeing places you recognise on the big screen. A couple of notable roads, a couple of notable places. So that's always exciting. And yeah, overall, cinematographer, you did a great job, bro. My my main area is writing. I thought Sam did a really good job. He didn't get, um, you know, distracted or brought away by relying on his dialogue, or um, necessarily placing anyone in a certain scene. I feel like anyone who was, I guess, written into a scene or like you know placed there was meant to be there. Like felt it always felt right. All the characters talking to each other. There wasn't these unnecessary side characters that like toddled in and out. Um, a few characters that 
you know, appeared at the start and then appeared at the end again. It felt very natural to have them in, like the, the woman that he had been floating with at the start of the movie appears at the very end and I felt like it wasn't didn't seem like out of the blue, like, oh why is she here? It felt very natural. Um the dialogue was unapologetically Kiwi and <laughs> Oh, yes. The perfect amount of swearing, um, <laughs> which I don't Not even know. I don't even know if that's scripted. I feel like that would just be the actors. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Say I, what you want. I First do thing th- that comes to mind. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> fucking cunt. Fuck. <laughs> You've got nice eyes. Fuck you. <laughs> that is so Kiwi, right? That is. That is amazing. But the fact he didn't rely on dialogue, that's something, personally, when I write, I like to do myself. Actually, for film school, uh, all the scripts that I wrote mainly had little or no dialogue. I felt very comfortable watching these actors. I think Mm. they did a fucking great job of just being able to emote that on screen. Whatever he had told them or had written for them in the Mm. script, I think they carried it over perfectly. You know, I I will constantly be praising the writers of these films that I really enjoy, but I do have to hand it to the actors for bringing that across on screen. Mm. Because I think some of those lines... Um, on a few specific scenes must have been really hard to say and some of the stuff that happens in the film as well um, so there's a, a lot of touchy subjects that kind of uh, happen throughout and I reckon um, that they were able to yeah. they managed to do that really well so Sam Kelly he, um, I think he's got a really visceral understanding on exactly what he wants um, and of course being a, a writer director has a lot of advantages uh, I now understand that uh when i first started writing the script for my first short film i was like hell no i'm not doing this again but then after really thinking about the idea of not writing as well as directing i just i i I don't think i'd be as interested just because when you write something you you almost get this really deep emotional connection to it and if you just direct it you can still get that if you really connect with the script but it's a lot harder to get that i feel like when you're doing both yeah you get results like this that like you can feel it's just thriving it's like just insanely emotional and the passion is oozing from it and the just the fit whole like over like overall the feeling of the film is fantastic he understood what he wanted to do from the start he had a grasp on what he wanted to do and he completed it with like 100%. Every scene felt like it needed to be there and it was something that he wanted to tell. And every scene had that same feeling of importance and relevance to the whole overarching script and story, even though you might have had no idea what he was actually doing at the time. It's like, once you get to the end of that scene, it's like almost a checkpoint. It's like, okay, now I understand why I did, now we watch that. I can't even like begin to wrap my head around how many hours he must have put into this project. Um, Ten years. Yeah, but I mean, because a fun fact, I actually saw the casting call for this two years, three years ago. That gives you an idea of how long this whole production has been. Mm. James got cast at James Matamor, uh Teenage Danny got cast two years ago today. Overall, he just had a really thorough understanding on what he wanted to make. He just has a really good understanding of when, how, where, why he does things. He had a lot of different characters to play around with as well. Um, I don't think any of them got lost in the story. Well, everyone stood out as well. Like, they, you, you met them, you understood what they 
did or who they were. I think he also drops a lot of hints for us showing you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice the boat in the background just before the last scene? Yeah. No. So he sold the boat, he sold the car and there was a boat parked outside. Oh. Yeah. Alright, so do we want to get into spoilers? Just talk about yes. like some yeah. of our favourite scenes. There was one scene in particular that stood out to me both as far as cinematography and soundtrack goes. When James has just taken his brother's gang to ambush the savages, he then turns on his brother's gang and decides to join back up with the savages. He's just beat his brother to the ground, almost dead, with a wooden plank. He's just been hit over the head with uh, an iron bar. He's bleeding from the head. Blood's all in his hair. It's streaming down the side of his face. He walks back over to uh, Moses and the savages. The music starts to ramp up. It's a spinning shot around one take, spinning around in 360 motion. Did I say James the whole time? Yep. Yep. Danny. Yeah, the camera rotates around and as Moses comes into frame with... Danny's savage patch the music just ramps up and gets really intense the camera continues to spin around as he puts it on the blood's dripping from his face it was such a nice looking shot I was like gripping my seat just like oh that was a good shot that was that was great I loved it so much and that was a real big highlight for me I was just that was so good who's next Again, shout out to the Welsh pub. That was my, my local there. All my friends work there, and I love it there. Well, I didn't like that they were breaking chairs in there. Disrespectful. <laughs> but, you know, I could see the like the, the, oh, the sign for, like, the bathroom, like, the ladies' yeah. sign. I was like, I know, like, where all the photos on the walls that they've had to take off and stuff. And I was like, I know that they... There's no light. One of them goes into the bathroom at one point, and there's no light in the bathroom, because I'm like, you can see graffiti on the wall in there. <laughs> and it might be me. Um... <laughs> But I can neither confirm nor deny. You lift your mark. I gotta actually say one of my favourite frames. It's it's only it holds for actually like maybe like ten seconds I think, and it's when we have young Danny, um, Ollie Presling I think his last name is, um, and he's just sitting in that solitary room by himself. Yeah. And it's all very dark, and you can just see a bit of light coming through on the wall behind him, and just a bit on his face. Yeah, it's very nice. And it's he's just in a singlet and just sitting on this like cold concrete like I don't know even if it's a bed or anything um but that it's was like just a concrete a, block yeah it literally the concrete block and that was just such a nice scene and I just stared at that for a second and turned to Jake and I was like this is so pretty oh my mm. god my favorite scene is also probably one of the most controversial and also one of the biggest changing point in the film mm. for me it was the young Danny scene when he oh, yeah. got sexually assaulted mm. that scene for god. me Oh, that was uncomfortable, a, bro. I, yeah, the whole audience was just like, fuck. You could no. see everyone like clenching their seats. Like, it went on for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's why I think it was amazing because it's like, mm. it shows so much bravery to show something that people don't like to think about or talk yeah. about. Yeah. Forcing so them to real. see it. Yeah, and it's like... Once again, goes back to that raw emotion. Well, exactly. And that scene alone, that is what made me believe that this was just going to be an incredible ride from then onwards because... It's extremely visceral. It doesn't hold back. It wants to tell the story, and it doesn't give a fuck what's in the way. And that is one of my favorite stories. Mm. And it was at that moment where it was all happening. I was like, Nah, surely not. They're not gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. And then they just keep going yeah. until it happened. I was like, yeah. Oh my god. And then the um, scene that happens after that is one of my favorite scenes as well. When it's when Moses and um, Danny top and tail, and then they. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah. That's one because it, sh- it's, it shows. 
how well no it shows that Danny was so torn apart and confused and in the Ed Moses it was like this rock for him and that's mm. why the whole film has so much weight because it's like Danny knows he wants to leave he does at one yeah. point but mm. he knows he needs or wants to leave because it's not what he wants or needs to have in his life yeah and then you always have points where it's like you want him to leave but you don't want him to leave because of uh, unity that yeah. whole unity they both had I feel like he thinks that Moses is, is this rock and like he needs him to be stable and doesn't realise that it's not good for him well the, good, the thing is like it's a cool little um, metaphor because when I was thinking about it I was thinking well he's a rock because he's solid and he's like something that he can grab onto mm. but he's like a rock in water he's dragging him down oh yeah Ooh. and that's yeah. something that I was thinking when I was watching I was like that is a really cool way to yeah. show someone who someone wants to yeah. go towards, like, and, you know. I think, I think a pivotal point of him finally being able to walk away from Moses, even though it was, you could tell it was so hard for him to do. He'd grown up with him, he was like his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, was kind of accepting, I think it might have been after his brother showed him that he had a niece, mm. and like, you know, your family is still here, just yeah. so you know, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and it kind of felt like watching him, he was sort of realizing maybe it's too late for this. Mm-hmm. But then with Red, who I thought was definitely like a, like a son figure. Mm. Well, he lived with him. Yeah, yeah. he was like, that's, that's, he was like a son to him. Yeah. And realizing he doesn't want him to turn out like him, yeah. he needs to protect him. Yeah. And mm. if he's going to, he knows that he needs to leave this life that he's got at the moment. Yeah. I have three scenes that I cannot choose between. So I'm just going to go through them really quickly. See, Jacob took one of mine off. First, um, I don't really know why, but I love the scene when all the kids were laying on the ground. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, why were they doing that? I don't really know. I think it's because maybe whoever was in charge of the headmaster or whatever, when... um, Playing music. He he was in his office maybe playing music and it's the only yeah. time that they heard music. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the just the light in that scene was like really blue. Mm. And for I some reason it. I just felt like I just got this image of like, oh, it's like they're drowning together or something mm. like that. Like it was like really wow. yeah, mm. I love wow. that. So Yeah. Um it almost made me tear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I loved the funeral. Just mm. because of like the two oh, yeah. uh, like um, the contrasting of it when you saw like the gang funeral and then like the f- like the real family funeral um the crying versus the fuck you yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying to blame each other but that's, they're trying to that's say it was yeah. one of my favorite locations because yeah. yeah. like i've shot there and it's it's the most gorgeous place mm. like good good in sunset good yeah. to shoot during the day and then the last scene i really liked was when he goes to kill tug and he's standing in his house and then you see him mm-hmm. as a child and then yes. he comes in and yeah 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 gets him with the hammer i got fright from well that. that kind of like goes yeah, back so it's like his brother compared him to his dad. Yeah. So yeah. He, that's like, you know, he's seen he's himself as younger his dad. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, like, if if you were him, you you've built up this character of like, I'm big, I'm scary. Mm-hmm. You know, I have yeah. to be strong and you know, look after the gang and all yeah. this. And then see your younger self, innocent, yeah. broken. If you come fucking at him with who you are now, he's gonna be frightened of you. Yeah. And I think that's something that. Um, led to him being like, "Fuck, I don't. I really don't want to be this person." So, do we all want to give uh, our grades? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, give our final thoughts of the film. Any positive, negatives? I'm gonna give it a nine. It's my favorite film I've seen in at least five years. Damn. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the experience itself is worth checking out, even if you don't really know much about New Zealand culture or maybe if you even don't want to know about this type of New Zealand culture. Mm. Um, it's worth checking out. It's worth understanding what lies beneath. It's it's a really visceral, emotional, raw, strong story. All the characters are fantastic. Um, the dialogue is spot on. It sounds like if you walked into a pub, it's exactly what you would hear. Um, <laughs> it's it's literally yeah. It's it's a, a work of art in my opinion. And you don't get many films like this that come along and deliver such a sucker punch to what you expect. I think that's your highest rating. You'll probably give something. That's probably the highest rating I'll ever give. I mean, yeah. Goodfellas is still a nine, and that's my favorite uh, movie. Settle down. <laughs> so I feel like there was a semi-negative, right? Mm-hmm. So my semi-negative was there was a lot of emotional seesawing with the main character, which mm-hmm. is something I usually hate. It's like in points in the movie when he's just an adult, which I'm focusing mm-hmm. on, you see him go from close to breaking down to strong as fuck, close to breaking down to strong as fuck. I understand that that's part of his character, which was important, but it's something I don't usually like to see, but I like how they did it. So that's why it's a semi-negative, because I don't usually like it, but this time I didn't mind it, because they did it well. I really enjoyed the film. I think it was a great look into New Zealand's culture. Cinematography was great. Soundtrack was booming, and yeah, the cast just did an excellent job, honestly. It felt quite short. It went by really quickly. It was 100 minutes. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it um, I think I'm gonna give it an eight. Honestly, I really liked it. I feel like the ending ended quite quickly. Mm. I the last shot with the car driving off felt weird. Um, I feel like it could have ended a bit differently, but that's not to pull away from everything else that just happened that we just saw. Mm. Great, yeah, great. Eight out of ten. Do you give it a nine something? Nine out of ten. Oh. Oh, fuck. Nine cunts out of ten. <laughs> I'm going to give it eight limousines out of ten. Nice. It's four-door limousine. Yeah. I definitely loved it. I think the casting was incredible, especially for Liam. I thought it was really cool to see that, not necessarily focused on, but um, reiterated throughout all of his ages throughout that film. Um, I negative. figured out a negative, sorry. Oh, maybe you're going to say it. I think me and Jacob had the same negative, and that is uh, Teenage Liam's wig. It wasn't it was oh, good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of <laughs> oh them, God. I can only assume, had grown out their hair. I know some of them were. Mm. You know what's actually really insane? James has, wore a wig as well. Yeah. But it looked I did, so it good. It looked so really? good. Yeah. yeah. We were wondering, we were wondering if it was hair actual hair. I think that was kind of one of the only things that brought me out of the film was being like, oh, that's not very good. And, you know, to be fair, hairstyles back in the day weren't that great. Mm. Um, like the way that costume and art department and stuff made everything look not only the sets but characters and costuming i thought that was done really well one other negative i'm so sorry whoever the gaffer is but the scene where him and liam are in the car having the heart to heart before he punches a window in his car the light coming through the backlight of that car looked really nice it's a little bit off-putting um and i noticed that when the camera would change a bit that light would dim and then become brighter and that was something that threw me off that sucks um but I know how difficult it can be to maintain that light without mm. it affecting, you know, getting a camera shine or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't just put a polyboard over everything. Um, but the rest of it, I think, I really like the, the colour grading and the way it was lit. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 motorcycle lessons out of 10. All right, Frederick. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be the contrarian here. Um, okay, Shaden. So, 
Uh, well, to start off, because uh, I've already been praising this movie like a lot, and there's a lot of stuff I really, really like in it. Um, at the end of the film, uh, this movie left me kind of sad because at the end of the day, like, the film is about a little boy who just wants his mom, and that made me really sad. Like, this film is like, uh, it could have been retitled um, Unchecked Toxic Masculinity because that's literally <laughs> what it is. Like, it is mm. like really on display, like, how bad it can get mm -hmm. when people are not allowed to express themselves yeah and yeah like i've said like i really like the direction i really like the acting um a lot of the script is really really good i love the the look into a culture that i'm not familiar with and that it felt so real and not like there's no um like hollywood uh like shine or trying to um glorify it at all like this is just this is just like how it is like raw um, there are a few things though that I thought didn't work so well. One is I thought that the relationship with the brother was a bit rushed. Uh, I didn't think they spent enough time to earn like the the emotional payoff they wanted at the end with him. Because like in the very first when he's a kid you see him look at his brother once. So when he's like oh this is my brother I didn't even know which one of the kids yeah. Uh, he was talking about like because we saw him in the beginning there was, like, yeah there was a few frames of him and I kind of put it together at the end yeah, but it's not exactly yeah and because and he has like eight siblings or something like that in the beginning of the film and you never see or hear about any of them is he um, the one he's fighting with at the start yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. also I thought that Moses was like he started out when as a kid I thought he was really really good but then he kind of wasn't really a three-dimensional character anymore he was just like an object that was kind of in the way uh for uh, danny like because you never really find out anything about him you don't know where mm. he came from you don't you, you don't know if moses is like his real name or if that's like a name he gave himself sort of thing just because he's like the gang leader and his name mm. is moses he um, did tell you his dad was dead 10 times yeah, that was. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, I couldn't understand. It. I, I thought he said. Didn't, I, I didn't know. I thought he said I stabbed some man. Yeah, yeah he said I thought he really stabbed a man. You, you know, know, he stabbed his dad, and he said because he deserved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, valid. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I definitely like. I am gonna see this film again uh, when it's when you Sometimes. can like rent it. Or when, yeah, I can watch it with subtitles. <laughs> so I think I enjoyed it less than you guys, but I still really enjoyed it, and I would give it. Uh, six and a half fuck you out of ten <laughs> yeah that's it for the fourth episode of the filmosity podcast thank you all very very much for listening if you have any films that you'd like us to look at in future episodes old ones new ones send us a message on instagram or chuck a comment on the youtube video you can follow us on instagram at filmosity podcast and on twitter at filmosity pod as well as just search for us on youtube and uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts, we'll be there. We upload every Thursday at 7pm, so make sure you keep up to date. And from all of us at Filmosity Podcast, see you see later. You later. Hey Hi. Thanks very much for watching, listening. The Hobbit is a 10 out of 10 Oscar performance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't criticise you on that. <laughs> I, I won. Still shut the fuck up. <laughs>